number 61st Street, Yankee Stadium. Swung on ahead of there, the deep center. Gets back, away back. She is gone. Alright, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 117. The Yankees got a win! Hey, the Yankees got a win! We're not used to that type of thing. The Yankees do drop uh, the last game in the Braves series. They split that series, the two-game series. Open up the Indians game. We got a win. I was ready to shit on a lot of people, and some things changed tonight that somewhat changed my opinions about some of the things that I was going to talk about. But... Before we get into that today, you got Luke Chandler, Murph, and Damon as usual. How are we doing? I feel like we're doing well this time, aren't we? A little bit? We're doing better. It was uh, actually a legitimate win. Like, I felt like the first game with the Braves was kind of a steal. Like, didn't really deserve a win there. But obviously, when you're, like, slumping like we were, you'll take it. But today felt like an actual win, so it feels good. I'm just proud that they came out and won after being down like that so early i was already piecing together like how i was gonna go through the seven stages of grief after another loss like that today but uh they turned around and now i don't have to do that so that's good for at least another week i mean ten, 10 hits in the hit column there's nothing to uh to sneeze at i mean we've been we've been averaging what three like negative five mm. we've been averaging yeah. the all season we've been averaging three point like three runs so you know Will we get six tonight? Six is better than was it six or do we get more? Six. No, we have six. six three. Okay, six. Hey, six is getting there. That's not what the product we want to get there. We're not. We're not quite there yet. But it was definitely a step in the right direction. If that didn't happen tonight and the game ended the way it kind of started and it was unfolding the way we thought it was going to be, like another shit show went three nothing, bunch of bad defense to start. And I, I, I literally don't know how. I knew we, we weren't always like a premier defensive team, but. This season has been just unbelievably bad defensively all around. So it was nice at least to see that the game didn't continue in that direction because it could have got so bad fast. And then we're sitting here on the podcast. We're still going to shit on a little bit because that's just who we are. We're the Gordon Ramsay of Yankee podcast. But there are some good things that we did see today. So we'll get into that first. I did want to get into the hots and knots because it's been a week of Yankee baseball. And that's a segment that we brought up last week and we fixed the volume it was too loud last time but i think we got it covered this time so for those of you just tuning in for the first time hot and not is a segment where i just read off a bunch of stats really quickly about the people who are hot and not and i'm gonna pick one person this week who, who went last week i went first last week and you did the hots or the knots the hots okay so we're gonna have chandler do the honors with the hots and then we'll decide who does the knots after that so Basically, what I'm going to do, like I said, read off the stats to Chandler, and basically, it's it's buy or sell. So, this hot streak that this player or this weird group of people, maybe, I don't know, don't spoil anything, but basically, buy or sell this, is it something that you could see continuing? Is it fool's gold? That's how we do it here. Ready for it? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Starting us out for the hots. A man who went off tonight, recently added to the hot list. Kyle Higashioka, 17 at-bats, 353 batting average, three home runs, 1.476 OPS, and a 262 OPS plus. What do you think? Yes or no? Uh, buying it, but there's more on that later. Okay. 
Gio Urshela, 313 batting average, 173 weighted runs created, plus one homer, basically the entire Yankees offense in the Braves series, 17 plate appearances. What do you got? Buying it. Araldis Chapman, add to this because this is up, I had these numbers before, tonight, five innings pitched, so six innings pitched, 19, so let's say, you know, 24 batters faced, struck out 13, I don't know how many he had tonight, probably add two to that, I think. So 15 strikeouts of 23 batters faced, 23.5K per nine, zero ERA. Absolutely buying it. Yankee bullpen this season, 2.29 ERA, best in the MLB, 70.2 innings pitched, big sample size, Murphy, 189 opponent batting average, and 88 strikeouts, 31.1% strikeout percentage, which is also the best in the MLB. Uh, I'll buy it. That's that's hard. As a whole, I guess I'd buy the bullpen, yeah. You got deep pockets saying you're buying all of them. Well, I mean, you picked all the strengths. Like, a couple the of only those toss ups. Well, yeah, I, mean, only, I don't know. I, I, the I only think... one there that I think that is even, like, you know, remotely, I don't know, a hot take is Higgy. And I kind of put an asterisk by it because he's not going to be an everyday player <clears throat> or anything like that. And I don't, obviously, he's not going to hit like that forever. But I think he's got enough experience under his belt and knows his role enough at this point to where he can be a productive offensive player. Like, that's why I'm buying it. I'm not buying that he's going to be, you know, Pud Rodriguez or anything, but hot, hot for his position. He's, in he's his, hot for his, his position. His role. I think he is to a point where he can be a sustainably good above average backup catcher. Those so. are our favorite after Roman. <clears throat> I know Absolutely. we drew that comparison early. I don't yeah, know. The Higashioka thing I think is interesting because at this point you've got, Gary, who's really not swinging that great of a bat, and then you've got Higashioka, who's swinging probably the hottest bat on the team. So I liked that he was catching tonight, especially it was nice to see him catch without Cole on the mound. And obviously he proved himself. So until he does start to fall back into – obviously baseball is a game of averages, so when the sample size uh, levels itself out, then – Obviously, he should take a step back, but at this point, he's a hot bat, so I think we should maybe run it for all it's worth. Obviously, not saying he should start every day, but I'm not disappointed if he's in the lineup. I'm so oddly confident in him when he's up there. I don't get it. Like, I know he's not the best catcher in the world, but every time he's up there, maybe it's just he looks like a cool guy, and every time he's up there, he's got the little bat swinging and everything he's his bat always looks clean everybody else has got pine tar i don't know it just looks clean i'm excited when he's hitting i mean he's got some sneaky power he's that savvy better better on the team too he's been on team for fucking decades what the second longest tenured yankee on the team behind brett Gardner in the yankee organization yankee i'm gonna call it i mean he he just got to the pagers but dude his his home runs are no nothing to laugh at those are all 400 plus tonight yeah, the one against the Blue Jays was a fucking nuke. Like he's he's hitting the ball. He's got some sneaky power. So honorable he's mention, not home run or bust either. Honorable yeah. mention with this that I did have, but I had to bump out to put Higgy into this conversation with Jameson Tyone. And I think this would be more of a not not an easy buy because you know I, I just put him there because the starting pitchers outside of Garrett Cole, eh, other than Domingo tonight, who was his third Yankee pitcher to go six innings this year, other behind Cole and Montgomery. But I put Tyone on here because he, he had a pretty nice start. He went five innings pitched, four hits, 1.8 ERA, one run allowed, and 7.7% barrel percentage. So I'm gonna, I would give him the honorable mention, but 
Yeah, nothing more to say. That's about actually that. something I wanted to talk about. Like, I thought that should be a lot bigger of a deal. You said it's not something to talk about. Uh, yeah, then it is. Talk about it. This I think it's a podcast. huge. I think it's a huge deal. Like, I mean, yeah, like I said, everything you got to take with a grain of salt because it's one start, you know, one game for Higgy, whatever. But for Tyon, he's had the stuff all year. It's not been a lack of that. It's been a lack of control. And he kind of started locating his pitches a little bit better, doing everything. And I, I don't know. I, I I thought it was cool. I think I think he can be good. I think he will be a good like three starter. Well, he, here's yeah. here's the other thing too is that he had no run support in that game. And you, you take a look take a look at today. Um, you know, Domingo lets up a few runs in the first inning. They're you know, throwing the ball around, a couple of hits here and there. And then as soon as we bounced back and tied the game up, he was kind of lights out after that because he had that run support backing him up. I think if Talion, uh, if, if J-Mo kind of had – You hate saying his name, right? I just – I never he say always goes Talion. So I want to say Talion so badly, but It whatever. sounds like garbage. You sound like an idiot. Well, you know, I'm not really trying too hard. But if J-Mo had some run Clearly. support that game, then I think that would have been a very different outing from him. It was still not bad. He had the stuff, but I think it could have helped him a lot more, obviously. Let me ask you guys a question. Can I ask Let me you answer guys a question? You a qu- yeah, I would love to answer it. You know, I want to ask Murph this question. Mm-hmm. You can follow up, Chandler. Uh, who you got? Tyone or Kluber? Going Ooh. forward. Rest of the year. Um, What's the situation? I asked him, yeah, not you. So, well, I, I, yeah, I think, I think that applies to him. You can follow up. I mean, all right, so you know, let's be specific no. here. Next, like five starts. If you had a fantasy lineup, who are you starting? You had to choose between the two, Tyone or Kluber. I'm thinking I'm gonna go with Tyone, and just for the very simple reason that I think, even going into the year, we know that he is progressing. Whereas Kluber, in his age, you know, if we can get a shell of what he used to be, we're okay with that. But we know that Tyone can kind of take the next step, and there's that potential there. So. He showed glimpses of it uh, in his last start. And, yeah, he only went five innings, but also still hasn't pitched in two years. We shouldn't expect to see him go six or seven yet. And five or ten starts from now, then, yeah. But uh, if he can go throw five innings, keep his pitch count down, and give it to the bullpen who's been exceptional, um, you know, with only a run allowed or something like that, then we can win a lot of games that way if the bats wake up. So, I don't I. I think Tyone has the potential to be uh, better than Kluber in the next five, but it's more obviously up, more Kluber's a vet. Yeah, so I don't know. That's the way I look at it. Let me ask you one more follow-up question on top of that. So you you obviously picked Tyone to Chandler now. I'll give you the chance. Are you worried about Kluber? If you're, is your answer similar to what Murph was? You picked Tyone? My answer, this is why I asked this situation, because I agree if it's the next five games or like a fantasy lineup like you're saying, I think he's got the higher ceiling, but – I think that flips if you do a playoff start. If you were to start the playoffs tomorrow and you had to pick a game two starter, I would take Kluber over Tyone just because of the experience, and I think he has a higher floor. Yeah, I would agree so with that, too. That, that's the, that was the only reason I asked for the situation. Yeah. The good so thing I, is yeah, the playoffs yeah. don't start tomorrow. So when yeah. we get to that point, say Tyone is better than Kluber but still not great, where he's still maybe a question marker. If he were, there's still a conversation between him and Kluber. Uh, it's going to be interesting because obviously Tyone hasn't probably ever pitched in the playoffs. I mean, he's on the Pirates. Maybe Definitely I'm wrong. Has but not pitched in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and obviously Kluber's been there. So if Kluber, you know, has been struggling a little bit and Tyone's been okay, then I'm taking Kluber. 
in October. Obviously. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little bit, little bit, and I I was a huge. Big, I was one of the bigger Kluber supporters, and I still am. But I'm a little worried about him. I'm a little worried. Uh, he got he's kind of been getting knocked around. I don't remember specifically what he did last start, but he doesn't look obviously. I'm not expecting dominant Kluber by any stretch of the imagination. But you know he's misplacing balls. He's not going deep into games. Expected expected that with Tyone and him coming off an injury, but. You know, I think some part of me thought, you know, hoped that he would just come back and be going, you know, six or whatever. Maybe it's a lot of the coaching just had given me a leash. It's probably that, but I don't know. I I, I don't like the fact that, I, and I guess this stems from how the whole Yankee starters outside of Garrett Cole, you know, we're, we're patting Domingo on the back for going six innings and being the third Yankee starter to go six innings. I'm a little bit starting to be disgusted with the fact that we're okay with that. Like six innings is not something to pat you on the back for. It's a, it's in terms of the Yankees. Yeah, that's good. But I'm pretty upset that that's a thing. And it's been a thing for the past however long I can remember. It's annoying. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it works, it works. If it if, it, if it's doesn't work, it's we're we're six and we're yeah, seven. That's not, that's we're not, that's not because. Come on, that's not because of the 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 amount that they've been going into games. It's not like the bullpen's we're, coming. We're not, we're not winning because shot. we're not scoring. That's the problem. I get it, but it's putting a right. lot of stress on you know MLB best Yankee bullpen that is bound to come down from you know the heavens where it's at right now. It's the, they're on top of the world, best in the MLB in a lot of things, and they're still looking great. But you know, the more this happens, they're already taxed. It's it's bound to cause problems, and I'm not happy with that because that's not a good way to build a team. It's not a good way to keep you know everybody healthy. And it's not a good way to protect the bullpen, like I said. I mean, it's only going to make it harder for them. It's definitely not sustainable when, when come playoff time because people are going to get more tired when we're playing every single day. But to take a look at, um, I'm try, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, take a look at Kluber and JMO for for example, two guys who have not thrown in years. I, I'm I'm personally not worried at all because they need, they need time to figure this shit out. Like they, those guys are the only two guys in this entire team who have some excuse for starting slow. Because there's one yeah. thing that scared me about Kluber's start the other day, and that and I haven't really been on the Kluber panic at all. I think he's you know like I say he hasn't thrown in a couple of years, whatever. And the fact that his fastball velo dropped so much by the fifth inning that kind of alarmed me um the like location stuff like that he's a veteran he'll figure that out the the fastball dropping three four miles an hour by the fifth inning that was concerning to me listen we have two very very viable options to come out and throw two innings if need be and so obviously we need people to go into the sixth and the seventh so that they're available when we need them when kluber or tyone comes out in the fifth but like damon said they aren't going to be able to go six or seven innings unless they throw like 10 pitches like per half inning. So um, realistically, who knows, who knows when the season gets underway, like in the middle of the summer, right? Like they, they could, they could progress, which I, I'm assuming they will. Yeah. And I, I was I saying that too. It's, a, so it's a coaching restriction. Then, right. So that's why a lot, like, I mean, they've had combined what four or five, six starts. So yeah. they're not going six innings in those starts. So I'm fine which, with that. Which is that was planned well. though. Like they're they're planning right, for exactly. that. Exactly. So, so like, I mean, except for Cole, I'm fine with Kluber and Tyone coming out. If Domingo or Montgomery or whoever else is pitching can get six, great. I'm not really worried about it yet. Yeah. How about this? Where where is Debbie Garcia? I don't know. 
Yeah, baffles I'd like me. to see him. Absolutely here. baffles me that he hasn't gotten. Well, we know where he game. is. He was. Well, I mean, he's the taxi yeah, no guy. Sh- I'm not. I'm not asking today. like, is he a missing person? Like, no, no, he was at the field today though. I don't know if you saw that. When do you really realistically? When do you think we'll see? He's on the taxi. So he was. He potentially go. Yeah, so he he was at the field today, and yeah, he's in the taxi. I think it's called the taxi still. I know it was the taxi squad back in COVID ball, but he was there today, and they're expecting him to make a spot start if need be. And I'm 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 cool with him not just making a stop spot start. I mean, we were actually gonna have an entirely different conversation, and Damon said this to me off air. If Domingo had a bad start today. A rounding third that he was going to say was, what was you going to say? I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, I was going to say that Debbie was going to make a start over the next like over the next uh, rotation. Do you think now that Domingo had this start, you think that that's completely? No, I think I think there's still an opportunity because I think that there's still um, like who's pitching tomorrow? Is it Cole? Cole Saturday mock or uh, I just saw it earlier. Yeah, so after after Cole pitches on Saturday, Sunday was a, was a TBD. Still, it's Montgomery tomorrow. So it's Montgomery Cole, and then Sunday's a TBD. So I think Devi potentially could fill that spot, dude. If we're if we're doing a if if we ever do another bullpen day, Michael K said it best. He ripped them apart for trying to outsmart themselves, and we've said that before on here. I need them to just shut that fucking down. If you need somebody to throw, that's a Devi day right there. If you if you ever want to do a bullpen day. Just do Debbie. That's it. I mean, if I don't gonna, see how much more obvious it can get than just. Is that a seven man rotation now? If you're ever going to do it a is, bullpen day, why the fuck don't you use the bullpen? The Rays don't use starters and piggyback starter after start. They use a bullpen guy because it's a fucking bullpen day. Wait, how many? Br- we're doing a six man rotation, right? It's. And then the. It, and then the Cole it's kind of five now still. But what, yeah. no, they were originally doing it. So I'm just so wondering in my brain Kluber, why the Tyone. fuck a bullpen day happened to begin with. If we have six, Kluber, no, that's ridiculous. Kluber, the way that happened. Kluber, Tyone, who else? Cole, Montgomery, Montgomery, Cole. Herman, Herman, Kluber. You said Kluber said, already. Said, no, so then that it really that's is five because I think they were saying Michael Debbie King might be, have been the six okay. or Debbie. Or uh, so basically, Cole started. The reason it seemed like a six man rotation is because Cole started the fifth game. And then Tyone went for the sixth game, so Kluber okay. was or Cole was on short rest. But either way, I mean, we still have. Rather than doing a bullpen day, we have the Michael Kings of the world who can start a game. We have the Debbie Garcias of the world that can right. start a game. Even Nick Nelson is a starter. So I I I, I want to send Nick like, Nelson by trade. I swear to God, I saw somebody. The guy who delivered my Uber eats the other day looked like Nick, Nick, Nick Nelson. He's, he really doesn't look like he doesn't look like a reliever. Instacart, no, but I, yeah. Nick Nelson. Why are we doing the opener when we have? Two guys in our active bullpen and two guys that are can be called up in the blink of an eye. That I don't can get start. why my King's not on the roster. Like even the wise no was a starter. Up. It's not like he can't start. I mean, obviously he's better in the bullpen, but yeah. All right, let's get into the knots. We spent actually a good amount of time on the hots, which is surprising because you know Higgy changed that whole dynamic of that that segment there. That went a lot longer than expected because there were, I was struggling to find hots, and I guess you know, a couple of, one game winning changes all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Do you think he catches Cole on uh, Saturday? Absolutely, has I do. To, he has to. I do think that. I think. I think Gary will play tomorrow, and then Higgy will catch Saturday. So, isn't Gary so semi hurt? Gary, he he played the day after. He's fine. He just okay. is a swollen hand. He, do you think Gary DHs then on Saturday? I think if, he does. Uh, I think Stanton over Stanton Pine. I think that was actually pretty cool today. That they, they mixed that lineup up, fucking just total one eighty. They took out Stanton. 
scary. I was like, okay, well, yeah, fucking batting Brett Gardner lead off like yeah, 2011. Like you know what? I you know what? We bash or, uh, Boone a lot, but today it kind of seemed like it worked. You know, it's funny though. Before we actually get into the nuts, let's let's dive into this a little bit because I wanted to do this segment. We're already talking about lineup construction. So today's lineup to me looked like it was just picked out of a hat. And you know what? I, I wasn't upset about it. You know, we were talking, we need some kind of change. And that's, you know, it, it, clearly what we had going wasn't working. There becomes a point where, you know, we were saying last episode, I was saying, you know, stop benching the guys that they got to eventually get right. So you've got to let them go. And as soon as they hit a rough patch, you bench them. That's not really good for progressing people. But at the same time, Mixing it up like this really worked, and you know maybe that's all you need, and all it all takes is one and a little Thursday afternoon optimism for you. If we end this series, I think it's a three-game series. If we win this series, after this we got the Orioles and the Tigers, and then after that I assume I hope we beat up on them. And the Indians are not even a good team either; they're struggling just like we are. If we win this series and take care of business against the bad teams for a four-game series against the Orioles and a three-game against the Detroit Tigers. We walk into a Houston series, and I think if you ride a winning streak or at least a, a large sum of wins in that stretch of you know eight or nine games that I just mentioned into a Houston series, I think they get up for that. I think of all the teams they play, you're playing the cheaters that everybody hates. The, you know, There's a little bit more of you know animosity going. I think... I think that's my optimistic take on the Yankees' future, and I really, actually, truly believe that. I think. Guess who might be back that week too? Voight. Voight. Voight's Jinx. going back in two Is weeks. They week? said. Yeah. I thought they said. I thought they bumped him back to mid-May. They said yeah. mid-May, and they then we got weeks. an update today that said two weeks from Boone. So take it with a grain of salt. Oh, I but, missed that. I missed that. Okay. So let's I'm say. Just, let's I'm say, just saying it's a possibility. I'm not. Yeah. Well, that series no, is like great. what the ninth. Um, May the, nah, before that, I have tickets May the 4th. It's May the 4th. Be with you. I remember that. I tried to get a suite for that. But uh, so he was picking a lineup basically out of hat. So what I'm going to do is pick tomorrow's lineup out of that. <laughs> Just uh, like classic Billy Martin style. Wait, for, first off, before you do that, we're, this is going to be the lineup itself, and then we're going to try and deconstruct where they're going to play afterwards. Yeah, because we could. We were talking before, we could have done yeah. this as if just picking a lineup position, like the positions are filled, and then mixing it up, but it's more fun to do just anybody. Yeah. We might have Mike Ford playing left field, but, you know, we'll see. Because we, we might get a bunch of first basemen, or we don't have that many first basemen. But leading off will be Kyle Higashioka. <laughs> I fucking love right I'm going to put these in order right here. So Kyle Higashioka... We'll make, a, we'll make a post. The team. We'll make a post about dude. this. Actually, Starting off 1-0. This calls for some music. All right. Now in the two-hole, who we got? Gio Urshela. Dude, I'm liking Hot this hand. lineup so far, to we're be honest. And he's not hurt, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're operating under the assumption that he's hottest not hurt. Hottest hitter should be number two. I like that. Well, Mike we Talkman. have our two hottest hitters. Mike Talkman. Talkman. We got the lefty in there in the three-hole. They love there. that. I don't hate it so far. <laughs> this, maybe Left Billy Martin. Center yeah, catcher third and an outfield. So. Mike Ford. Don't love that. I don't <laughs> love that. Back-to-back lefties. <laughs> back you know, lefties, huh? That's work. probably That's the first time I'll like ever have. Clint Frazier in the five hole. All right. We got a very young say, starting talk, looks five. Looks like Talkman's playing center so not so far. Hey, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> okay. Actually, I don't like this. I don't mind this. Brett Gardner in the six hole. Uh, okay. A lot so, of lefties. Frazier and the <laughs> Aaron Hicks. 
We got a lot so, of outfielders, uh -oh. boys. <laughs> a lot of outfielders. Hey, Hicks took some took some reps at second base in practice. So. No, wait, didn't uh, Talkman take some? Oh, he's at he first. Took some he took some at first. first. Giancarlo Sten in the eight hole. Yikes. We, right, that's a lot of outfielders. He's at DH. Somebody's play playing the infield that doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got. We need a shortstop or a middle. DJ LeMayhew in the double leadoff spot. Thank you. We got right, somebody. Okay, so, <laughs> right, so who's playing Pine, short? Hold on. Riding Pine is Glaber Torres, Rufnet Odor. I, I'm happy about that. Uh, Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez. So to read off the order one more time is Kyle Higashioka in first. Uh, in first. Batting leadoff Gio Urshela, Mike Togman, Mike Ford, Clint Frazier, Brett Gardner, Aaron Hicks, Stanton, DJ. I don't hate that. If I saw that tomorrow, oh come on, I wouldn't uh, do that. That's, that's ridiculous. That's Relax. basically what today's lineup looked like. I no, it didn't. Yeah, we didn't have seven. No. All right, who's playing? Who's playing? Explain G to me the infield. I, I'll situation. do it right now. I'll do it right now. Gio's playing shortstop. Lemayhu's playing second. Mike Ford's going to go over to third base. Uh, Talkman's going to play first, and then you have Higgy behind the dish, and then you have Gardy, Clint, Hicks in the outfield, Stanton, DH. I don't right. know if I do that. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a better option. Who else is going to play third? I could. I would. I I I feel like Mike Ford would be terrible at third. Like yeah. he's not the who else is play third that converts to third. Uh, so like I'm thinking, yeah, he is a lefty. So I'm honestly, thinking he no. stays at third or at first, and then I'm like throwing DJ at short, maybe. No, I got DJ at no, third. No, no, Geo I'm, at short. DJ at third. And then uh, I was going to put Guardy at second. I'm going to I'm going to put Hicks at second. He's taking. I'm no. putting Guardy in second. Take I, his arm out of it. I'm actually going to figure out. Guardy should be a second baseman. Look at him. He's short. He's a lefty. He should be a he second lefty. Baseman. Oh, he is a lefty. guys. Guys, how does that Clint, work? Clint Frazier is going to play third because he actually plays in third base in college. Did he? Yeah. Look at Clint Frazier didn't go to college. In high school. Sorry. <laughs> How about that? The leagues before. He thought he had. He thought before. he had it in the bag, and then you one upped him. He and he's the Clint Frazier stan. I meant to. Say, I meant to say high school. So he plays. I'm gonna take a picture Mike of this. Ford, Mike Ford's going to first. I hope to see this tomorrow. You, I, you're gonna be really disappointed. I when am you gonna check be really disappointed. Phone. All right, let's get into the knots. That was a fun little thing. I mean, listen. Does oh, anybody, how fun! Does anybody have the lineup uh, pulled up from uh, today? Now, yeah. I want to hear that. I want to hear that compared to this. I can quickly pull it up. But Guardy left first. Then DJ at third, right? No. Well, yeah. Just skip yeah. No, I, I, no, I have it up. It's Guardy. Oh, I got it right here. Okay. Oh, Somebody Yeah, Guardy and left. DJ at third. Judge DH. Ford at first. Torres at short. Hicks in center. Odor at second. Frazier in right. Higgy at catching. Dude, honestly, Maybe that is how we picked it. We had Ford, and the more the I think about uh, this lineup, the more I think it could happen because of just like you know, we obviously there's Glaber on the bench, there's uh, Judge on the bench, there's uh, Gary on the bench, and there's Odor on the bench. The way this team operates with random off days, that's not out of the question. That's totally I mean, not out of the except for the fact that we have an outfielder I mean, playing out of that's position. That's the only. So I think I mean, maybe one take talk issue. take Talkman out and put in like Glaber to play short. Then sure. Okay, let's move on to the knots. There was quite a few to choose from here, so let's uh, let's get into it, I guess. Who's doing the knots? Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, rock Damon, paper scissors. Bad radio. Damon and this isn't bad. This is great radio. I'm, Check I'm, out the YouTube right, to radio, watch rock I'm, paper scissors. Just no says, just shoot. So rock paper scissors shoot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like the normal way. Okay, just yeah. do it. Sorry. Right? Right. Rock, rock paper scissor scissor shoot shoot. Well, you said well, you scissor, said scissor twice. twice. Okay. Murph, you're going. What? Yeah, you, you said. You, I was trying to catch up to him. 
That's a right. bop. He was delayed. Whatever. Yeah. You said scissor twice. Check oh. the tape. Everybody comment yeah. to tell Honestly, I didn't you say put twice. up scissor. He, I should have known that. I'm the idiot like that put up paper on, after you said scissor. No, he was delayed, so I was catching up to him. Okay. So. All right. Best out of seven. No, we're, we're going right now. I'm just kidding. Ready? So. You know the rules. I don't need to repeat myself. So. Buying or selling. Giancarlo Stanton, 20 plate appearances, 50% K percentage, 118 batting average, zero batting average on balls in play because he had, the two hits he has is two home runs, so technically nothing in play. Uh, yeah. I don't really know whether buying or selling is good, but I don't think he's going to keep slumping like this. That's Yeah, so that, yeah. that's helpful. So you, I, I, they can't get worse. You, you're you can't, selling, like, you're selling this bad bottom. performance. This is his nightmare. This is his rock bottom. There's no way he's worse than this. Okay. Glaber Torres was going to be on this list. I think I'll still put him on the list just to talk about it. But, you know, obviously a great night tonight. Three hits. But before that, past seven, 20 plate appearances, 111 batting average, 311 OPS, negative four weighted runs created plus. Obviously, three hits tonight. So I think we take him off that and answer for you. I think we're going to be, unless... Boone must have kicked him in the ass when he talked to him about running down to first, and it definitely worked, so good. Which we'll get into later. I have a, a few a few ideas of what was said between those walls. Uh, Yankee offense, 205 batting average, 296 OBP, 335 slugging, which is last in the MLB, averaging 3.63 runs per game, 25th in the MLB. Held to five hits or fewer in the last five straight games. Obviously, that changed today. Uh, a, I'm surprised that the batting average was over 200, and B, it is <laughs> a sin that this lineup has the worst slugging in the MLB. It, I would have, like, risked any physical thing I own on a bet that the Yankees would never be in last in slugging percentage. So I'm assuming going forward... I don't know are... what the buy and sell is confusing for the for this, but yeah, I, it's not going to keep up. Like That's that. a better way to answer it, yeah. Not going to keep up, so you're... you're... Yeah, not going to keep it up. <laughs> Finally, we have Clint Frazier. 50% K percentage, .90 batting average, negative 13 WRC plus in 15 plate appearances. I'm more worried about him than I am Stanton. Uh, although he, he has looked pretty decent in the field. Um, I was whatever, I, I don't know. I'm going, we'll get into it that later, but I'm more worried about him than Stanton. So you're, he's going to continue this? You're not high on him. I don't. I don't think he's going to continue it either. But I'm more concerned about him than Stan. Okay. So let's dive into that a little bit more because that's actually one of the more hot button things I wanted to talk about. So the Clint Frazier thing. He he to me has looked absolutely lost the plate. Like you said in the field, actually looks pretty good. He made that diving catch the other day. He made that throw to first when the hat was covering his face. His girlfriend on Twitter actually. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that tweet, but she was like. Uh, What's that movie where they're blind? They have the blindfold uh, on. Bird, bird box. Yeah, it's like Bird, bird Box bird. Part Two, and then yeah, they were just being a cute couple, and he she responded, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, but whatever. So he's actually looking good in the field, but he looks absolutely lost at the plate, and it's not even in a in a Clint Frazier expected way. He's looking at everything. He's not swinging the bat, which pisses me the fuck off. So it it begs the question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that he's going to continue this, and we're, we're a Clint Frazier pod. He does not look good. He does not look good. And you know what? It's a, I, Like I said before, it's an avoidable thing. Just swing the fucking bat. So that's why I think I'm more worried about him because he's not – and maybe that's less worried because he could pick the bat off the shoulder. But either way, I'm, I'm rambling. My question to you, Murphy, is at this point, 
Who would you rather have in the outfield, Brett Gardner or Clint Frazier? Tomorrow, Brett Gardner. It's such a weird there. thing. And like Brett's you said, under two hundred now too. I'm pretty sure. Is your just, name Nolan I'd, Murphy? Honestly, if Talkman's an, an option, throw Talkman in there. I don't. I don't care. Like Clint, we were talking about it for the last you know three weeks, even before the season. He should be the starting left fielder, and I stand by that. But right now, he looks abysmal. And when we were talking before, like on our last therapy session, when everybody looked just not wanting to be there, disheveled, like he was of all people the most like that um which really really worried me and so he is the kind of guy that he's not that mentally tough and he uh kind of gets the yips we saw it when he was in the outfield uh, a couple of years ago obviously he turned the corner and figured that out so i think he will do the same with the bat but at this point i think until he gets that confidence back that starting left field role it's starting to look more and more like the guardies and talkmans of the world should be getting a few games here and there yeah with, I, with him still getting the majority obviously yeah i i like the fact that the the one credit i will give boone is he has been spot starting him but for good reasons like he it's not like he was playing bad and then he kind of just gave up on him right he's still getting this he's still getting starts he's still playing he's still giving opportunities and i think that single the rbi single he had uh, last night was really big for him even if it was kind of just like a whatever rbi single it was still a hit it was still, still an rbi is on the worst streak ever without an rbi so like that was big but like i think his situation is a lot different than other people like take a look at glaber torres before tonight when he had a great night his swing was just all over the place like it was a, it was a long swing he was just nowhere near the ball right clint frazier his swing is it's you know he's a great swing and i think that has been fine but it's just his pitch selection like he's literally watching yeah. balls go down the middle on a 3-2 count on an 0-2 count and i think that's more mental like literally going down the middle and he's just not pulling the trigger but on other on other pitches that are not in the strike zone he's swinging the ball and they're not bad swings they're just not the right pitches to swing at but in that, and that's just, all a mental game i got two Maybe. things i have a question but Oh, sorry. I have a question that I'm going to follow this up with, but like, I just feel like he's like the kind of guy that needs to play with his dick hanging out. And right now it's just not yeah. like he needs to be playing free loose into his personality, like playing into the, uh, you know, let the kids play type thing. Like he's that kind of player and he's not playing like that right now. He's well, playing like a little leaguer that's in a slump. And well, to I, me, it looks like he's playing scared to lose his job. Like he's not going out there and attacking balls and that's kind of what you were alluding to david with you know watching this shit go down the middle and the mental game and everything like that to me it looks like he's playing not to fuck up rather than to do well yeah and i think we've talked about that a lot just you know he's the one guy on the team who kind of has a situation behind him all the time but i i also do think that the yankees doing bad in general is bad for him because when the whole team is down he feeds off energy like you said murph like he's got to play with confidence and if the whole team's down, the whole team's not playing with confidence, then he's down. Like it's a whole trickle trickle down of uh, you know energy, and that directly affects his performance, which is not great for a professional athlete. But when he gets it going, he gets it going. But right now, he's just he's not in the right um, state right now. He needs like those spot starts, he needs those breaks, he needs to slowly kind of break through this and get his at bats. You know, start chipping away. I think as the Yankees continue to kind of go on, hopefully they go on a streak and they keep winning, 
I really do think that Clint Frazier's performance will, will follow that. I agree. So I do still have that question, Rose. Sorry, I didn't. I knew you were gonna jump in, but I think you'll like this question. So I was watching God knows what stream and the uh, for the game today, and they were talking about. I think it was the Indian stream because they were talking a lot about how he was from the Indians and whatnot, and they were talking about his like cocked toe stance thing, and like they were essentially saying that that's the reason they were talking about like the Yankees hitting coaches, not like specifically, but just in general how like they thought that he was cocking his toe so that he could hit it to opposite field. And basically what they were saying is that he should just get rid of that cock toe thing and pull the ball, like be a pull hitter. That's what he's, he's got the bat speed. That's what he does. Uh, and by trying to over fix his approach, that's why he's struggling. Uh, so the question is like, what do you guys make of that? Do you think the stance is the problem? I don't think that, he yeah. should be changing his stance. He should be doing whatever is comfortable to him. The stance to me doesn't change. Well, the he fact did that change the stance over the offseason. Well, I'm That's just saying the stance, no matter what it is, does not change the fact that he's not lifting the, the bat off the shoulder. So the, yeah. his, his biggest issue, and I'm circling back to what I said before, is that I was more worried about because he wasn't swinging, but I that, that is not true. I misspoke. I'm less worried about him only because, you know, uh, it's a simple fix. When he we Everybody knows, you know, the legendary bat speed. When he does swing the bat which hasn't been happening, he is a good hitter. And he knows that, and it's not him. It is him swinging and missing a lot, but he's also not picking his pitches because he What did you not, say his K percentage was? 50%. He has a 50% K percentage, which go. is very bad. But that he's also not swinging a lot. So his K percentage is just because he chooses to swing when he's already down 0-2 or looking at the last strike. So he's, he's now forced to swing, and that's why his K percentage is so high. He's got to be swinging first pitch. And I'm not a hitting coach, but I played baseball, and I, I'm pretty sure that if you go down 0-2, it's harder to hit a fucking ball, and that's why exactly. his K percentage is higher. So in, in his eyes, I mean, somebody's got to let him know. I mean, I can't be the only one seeing these numbers that he's not swinging or just watching the game. He's not swinging. He's not swinging at anything. He's looking at so many strikes. And his K percentage is also, you know, obviously not just swing. Well, how how good can you hit looking if you strikeouts hit ball, if, you don't, if you put the ball in play 50% of the time, how good can you really hit? That's yeah. what I was getting at. I was trying to like support your argument with the K percentage is that yes, he gets behind because he looks at the first two strikes and then and the he's last forced to like in the last or he's forced to you know swing at anything close, which obviously ruins you yeah. know your approach. So he just needs to be swinging the bat. I mean, he, he's obviously he's a young player and he's getting uncomfortable because he's down in the count. So if he swings the bat and protects, or maybe even not swing the bat because maybe he's swinging the bat at you know not strikes, so just. Control in the zone, and that's easier said than done, I know. But he's gotta, he's gotta bring the bat off his fucking shoulder because I'd I, love I, to see him just come out on an 0-0, like early first three pitches of the at bat, at least swing. Like I don't care if he chases a slider on the second pitch of the at bat. Like it, it, like we said, the swing and dick mentality that he needs to start playing with comes with attacking early, like you just mentioned, Rel. And I, I had the the, you know, I. I it's, it's tough because I, I'm thinking about the potential lineup that I want tomorrow or going for, not going forward, but tomorrow. Now that we're in this rut and, you know, we did get the win today and that's one game, but I'd like to win more than just one game and then drop it the next. So tomorrow I, I was thinking I kind of want to see, you know, obviously he's we're struggling. facing a lefty. He's Keep obviously struggling, but that doesn't matter to me because his righty, his righty and lefty splits are, he's better against righties. So yeah, I, I don't no, know. I that's the whole that's a whole I'm different just saying, conversation. Anyway. But 
when I'm thinking about the outfield I want to see tomorrow, I genuinely think I want to see, and this hurts me because I'm a huge Clint guy, but I do think he needs to collect himself a little bit. And honestly, the reason why I want this, I'll say it first, I want Guardy in left, and I think I also want Talkman in center and Judge in right. And the reason why I want that is because at the very least, at the very least, this team, maybe maybe they get hits. Guardy can you know put together a, a good fight when he's batting. He's actually he's not hitting great. He's around the Mendoza, but you know he's always gonna battle. He's a veteran, lefty bat for whatever it's worth. They like that, and Talkman lefty bat too. And you know he might be that lightning in a bottle. He's been great in the moments that he's been in. You know pinch running and doing all that. The very bottom line is what I'm trying to get at. They'll field their positions, and this team looks like the worst fielding team I've ever seen. And it's, and it's unlikely characters like Hicks and center looks like not the Hicks. We know, you know, that ball today that was hit to him. It didn't look like he even fucking tried to go after that. And then he just gave up on it and let the, uh, whoever it was back him up. And I think it was Gardner, but it's just, to me, I need the new blood works today. Maybe you do that again with Gardy, run him out there and, you know, Give Clint another day off and let him know, like, hey, pick the bat up off your shoulder, watch a few games. That's what you need to be doing. Once you decide to swing the bat, you get back in there. I do think going forward, Clint is the outfielder that I want, but I think for tomorrow and maybe the Indians series, I think my outfield is is that for defensive reasons because this team is actually abysmal defensively. I've never seen something like this. And I played beer league softball, and my team feels better than this. And we just got mercyed too, so, because <laughs> the of thing errors. I like about <laughs> mercy, but because of errors, yeah, Nolan and Murphy we and we fielded bad. better than they did. That's you guys really need Nolan bad. Murphy. <laughs> the thing I like about having Guardy in the lineup is he puts the ball in play. Like even if he's hitting mm-hmm. under two hundred, if there's a guy on third, I know he'll at least give us a chance. It's rather than you know having Clint right now, who's gonna you know half the time strike out. At least Guardi will put it in play and give give the runner a chance, which we desperately fucking need because nobody can score. So I don't mind it. I I agree though that I would like Clint going forward, but you know, for right now, this is what the this team needs anything they can possibly get to get runners in, build yeah. a little confidence and get moving. Or don't give up runs on errors. We we have to be leading the leading in errors or just botched plays if they don't count as errors. I just need people to field their position because we have a few infielders that, you know, we don't have any options and I don't want Tyler Wade at second base. So, you know, the infield, I guess we just have to deal with, you know, Glaber's defense and I'm glad Mike Ford's out there. He looks not really, you know, the best at, you know, in the box, but he's a first baseman first and foremost. So that's nice. It's not Jay Bruce. You know, I mean, happy retirement to Jay Bruce, but I'm glad we have an actual first baseman playing there. So we'll deal with Glaber's defense and you know maybe we maybe we do the whole Higgy catching Gary DHing uh, you know experiment because Stanton's been playing so bad. But you know I think I think this this team during this rut and since nobody's even hitting well, you know the big names aren't hitting well. So during that stretch, I don't see why not just build the team around defense, prevent runs from coming in, and your pitching has been great. So. I don't know. That that's how I would do it because defense is very repeatable. You can go out there and play good defense every day if you're a good defender. More so than the streakiness of offense. So that's how I would build it, considering nobody's playing well offensively. You know what I mean? Dude, what you the just fuck is Hicks doing? Just I, to, I mean, I'm, that's all I. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Just 
What? He's been walking though. That's nice. No, well, that's that's yeah. his. You know. No, 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 no. He he wasn't walking, and now he's walking. So he, he's kind of like had a, he's like labor that's has been he, today, and then he's got a few couple of good games. So you know, he just doesn't even look he like does. he wants to be there. He's just like he's oh. one of those guys. You're right. It's just like, what are you doing? We, just give us kind of effort. Sorry, I right, go ahead. No, you're good, Rally. You just mentioned like the big bats not really hitting. Uh, I just kind of came across this by chance just now, but DJ has 15 strikeouts so far. That's uh, actually Clint, something I want to bring up about DJ. Clint, Judge, and uh, Stanton have more this year, obviously, but all of last year. And he played 50 games last year. He had 21 strikeouts, and he already has 15. Is that – I know, obviously, his batting average is still pretty decent compared to the rest of the team. He's not a guy that we're talking about that's, like, necessarily struggling. But So, with DJ – What do you guys make of that? I, so, how I make of that – sorry, Chen, let me go real quick. No, he went down twice. Just, I, I'm, I am shocked that he has that many strikeouts. What I'm not shocked about is that he's 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 notoriously a free swinger. And I saw this last season. He is – um, o zone percentage or whatever you want to call it. His swings on his his when he takes swings on balls that are out of the strike zone and the Z swing, which is in the zone. So his O swing was like tops in the league, being that he swings more than anybody outside the zone. He made contact on those all of them basically. It was like eighty something percent, which is crazy. But you know maybe that's what's happening right now. He's still that free swinger. He swings a lot, and we always see that with the ground balls. You never really see him striking out, but you know maybe he's swinging at balls that are out of the zone. And this year, he's not, he's not getting them. And and honestly, probably not as worried about that because it's not like he's missing balls in the zone. I think that's just more what the the numbers are telling there. And I haven't looked at the O swing this year, but I'm sure it's more of the same. That's what DJ is. He's a free swinger, but he just makes fucking contact. Yeah, uh, something I'm, that I kind of saw with him that I kind of want to bring up too, and you know, obviously it's not affecting him that much. He's still hitting right around 300. He's been one of our most consistent hitters in this. Just, yeah, exactly. Right in this dog shit offensive season so far, he's been one of the guys you can semi rely on. To me, it seems like he's been getting down in counts a lot this year. Like I feel like every time a DJ a bat comes up, you know, it's one two o two. Like I feel like. In years past, he was jumping on the first pitch, shooting it the other way, getting on. And it may be, you know, something of those numbers that Rella was just talking about coming coming true. But, you know, and I could be off. But to me, it seems like every time I watch one of his at-bats, he's down in the count, which kind of makes him more prone to swinging at balls in the dirt or something. And I feel like he battles okay. But, you know, eventually those are going to catch up to you when you have major league pitching. Yeah, I'm not worried about TJ. I don't think anybody is. Oh, but, I'm not no. worried at all. I just I know Damon. What do you got? It's a wild stat. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that I, I'm not worried at all. I think he's you know he's still the guy that we always yeah. hoped and wanted him to be. I, I just think that when, when the whole team plays like shit, it's really hard to kind of be the only guy standing out and continue to hit 370 and be this like driving force when the whole team is just so down the yeah. dumps and playing like poorly it's some morale thing it, it, he, it really just... is a virus like when the, when people are playing bad it's a virus like yeah. everyone just starts playing that way and it's just it's you're only it's... as good as the people you surround yourself with that's in life life lesson for you but yeah. it's also the case here it's a very it's like it's one of those sports that it's like everyone just feeds off of each other and even though it is such a it is a very selfish game because you are doing everything kind of like one on one, but it is such like a team 
sport in a way where everyone yeah. feeds off of each other. So it, it's Momentum. it's a weird di- it's a weird dynamic, but it's a you know, I think well, that's the why reason he's not doing well is because everyone else isn't doing well. Well, that's why people like baseball because it's an individual sport and a team sport at the same time. Yeah. But I, the one reason that I brought that up because I think it's a little concerning is that the reason that he hits for such a high average is that he puts so many balls in play and he doesn't strike out very often, like kind of the Tony Gwynn type approach. And so obviously I don't think that's going to keep up. I think he's going to finish. I don't know what his like strikeouts per at bat is now, but obviously whatever it is now by the end of the season, I'm sure is going to change. Yeah. For the I better, mean, he had a he had uh, a single to today. He had a hard ball today, right at second base. But he also struck out twice. Today. He also struck out, so twice. So like I don't know. I feel like he isn't going to hit 300 if he's striking out at the rate he is now. Because he's he hitting right now. Like two. I think he's 272, 270. Isn't that wild? That we're talking I mean, about yeah. him hitting bad. No, I know. I'm just saying. Well, no, nobody's talking about his average. To how it's good just his strikeouts. I know. I'm just saying, but like isn't he's. It, but no, but it's a it's an eye test too. He's when, fourth when on you the watch team in strikeouts, right? I think probably. But Which, when I'm like, saying, he, I don't think he ever has been. I'm saying when you watch him, he doesn't look like the DJ we remember. But isn't it a testament to how good of a player he is that we, he doesn't look like he's getting a bunch of hits, but he's still batting two seventy or whatever it may be right now? Yeah, it's kind of no, I agree. So when he gets when he gets it going, I think he's I think he's right on pace with with where he's at. You know, he's, he's one of the players that we never really see get a strike uh, get. 17.8% strikeout percentage this year, but that's not including that's today. Not, that's not high. That's not including today. He's probably over 18 because he struck out twice today. As long as it's not 50. That's <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, a lot, he's there's a lot of guys in that rare territory, so I'm cool with anything. Last year, he was 9.7, which is kind of I wild. think he'll get and back to that. When he was on the Rockies and got that other batting title, give me, give me two seconds here, 2016. Uh, I mean, twelve point six that year. All right, I mean, I guess that's not as bad as I thought. I thought it, I thought his strikeout percentage was higher, but still. Let's let's move on to. I just had one little gripe, Chandler. I wanted I wanted to gripe alert. I have a gripe. Please do For share. For those of you who are wondering, Chandler taught us the word gripe. It means I have. Give me synonyms for gripe. For gripe, right. a, a complaint. I guess. Yeah. You never so, heard the word gripe before? It, that's what, Not yeah, until it I mean, came out of Chandler's mouth. So, it's it's the equivalent of your version of bugaboo. You like to say bugaboo a lot. Bugaboo. You do that's like a synonym right yeah, there. So there I have a bugaboo. Okay, I kind of can't believe you've gone through this long of your life. You are a grown adult. Like that is not a southern thing specifically. <laughs> Listen, like I've heard the word gripe, and I, I like, am a linguist, but in the forty sixth. Now I have a new word in the arsenal. But my gripe alert. I have a gripe. And it was kind of subdued. Here's a good word for you from today's game because I'm talking about the bullpen usage. And this has been a thing that I always have a gripe about. It's, you know, there's a very winnable game in the Braves series. We haven't talked much about the Braves series, but that was pretty abysmal. I don't want to ride too high. You know, we'll talk about the panic meter in a second, but I don't want to ride too high off this one win because it didn't look good for half the game. And the other two games that we saw that we're talking about today also looked bad. So I hate to be the Debbie Downer here, but we still aren't quite there yet. So with that being said, in the game on Wednesday, I didn't like the usage of the bullpen. I don't know why in a winnable game, it was 3 nothing. We're the Yankees. I know we're not scoring a lot of runs. We're averaging 3.3 runs per game, but we're the New York Yankees and you have to treat you have to treat your managerial decisions like we're the New York Yankees. And in a 3-0 game, 
I don't know why, following Kluber, you got Nick Nelson, Luis Sessa, and Brooks Kriske. In a winnable game, in a winnable game, that sounds like punting to me in 3 nothing. That sounds like relievers that should go in there, and I know you hate Sessa, but those guys are the ones that should go in in a, in a 6 nothing game. Yeah, maybe then. But when you're down by this much in the division and you're on such a losing streak, I don't know why you're punting. You're playing for tomorrow when you can't win today ever in the past 16 games. It, that That's a gripe to me. Murph. I'm going first. Sessa has less than a one ERA. I get it. That is all. Okay. Chris, the other, the other I don't two. Chris Nick Nelson, I don't fucking know. I have something Sessa I should have like came that. in first and carried over, but either way. Why? Why? Why, 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 why in the fuck is Nick Nelson coming in games with the bases loaded? He's a starter converted who has nothing but meaningless innings during a COVID-shortened season. How is he your default high-leverage guy? What I mean, Sessa. he's gotten he's got nasty stuff, and he could be good, but what? What is what has he shown you to believe that this is the guy that you need to bring in in a winnable game with the bases loaded? No, I, he, I, he I did just, fine, and he got out of it. I think he walked in a run, but like what? What? I know Sess is pitching well too, but he and he just happened to throw would be one of the names that came out there. But you know, honestly, I'm more worried about the bookends there. Sessa was the middle guy there. Nelson's coming out in a three nothing game right there. It was already three. Nelson's coming out, and then on the end of it, it still it wasn't that much. I think it was four nothing by the time Krisky came in, and Krisky just I think blew the fucking everything. He just sucked dick. But I don't know. But again, today they come in and they throw the big guys. But I'm just saying, why not a ha- happy medium? Why not just we have guys like Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day hasn't been used in the last week. It seems like you know Nick Nelson should never be pitching. In my eyes, Loisga oh. wasn't used yesterday. Chad Green wasn't used yesterday. Used today, obviously. Chapman was used today. Wasn't used yesterday. It's just these guys. I know Chapman. They like to do this the prototypical save situation only with him. But I, I would like to see not punting. It, it just bothered me a lot. Maybe this isn't something going forward to watch for. But it bothered me a lot since we're losing every game and it's in a winnable spot that it seemed like a punt to me. That bothered well, me. I got a, I got a, I got win, a gripe with what you just I have, said. I have a gripe about the bullpen usage first. I let you go first last time. No, no, no. You, yeah, yeah. You go. What? Job, this guys. is a gripe about the usage. Team. In the yeah. game we won, and I'm going to put an asterisk by the win because we won because the Braves' bullpen is incompetent. But why do you go to Litke first? We're, it's a two-to-one baseball game. What? How is Litke in there? And then how is he in there for two innings? What what are you doing? What are you doing? There are a few names in this bullpen that I don't want to see pitch, and it's Licky, Nelson, and Kriski. And why, even then, you had uh, whoever it was behind him warming up, and you bring in Licky, and he walks the first guy on four pitches. And then you come in and get cute and bring him out, and then you already leave traffic on for the next guy who's actually a competent reliever in, and then you're just like, well, fuck. Murph looks like he's about to have an aneurysm. Well, no, I, I'm just saying that like there's a reason that the, there are eight seven eight guys in the bullpen and not four it's like you you have to put i don't want to see Krisky again that i agree with you licky shouldn't have been in there in a 2-1 game i agree with that but the idea of bringing in nelson and then moving to sessa i don't hate that much in a three nothing game sessa's been pitching well he should have been pitching in that situation nelson the re- the original gripe i had was that you said nelson should never be pitching we really don't have a ton of options Here's an uh, option. At the very bottom of the bullpen. Here's so, an option. Like, I'm okay with seeing Nelson in certain situations. Granted, that wasn't the 
perfect situation. You want my so. option? Yeah, I do. It's the guy who just got optioned. Mike King. <laughs> I don't know why he's not in that spot. Mike oh, King no. can well, be that, that guy. I agree with you. But I'm just saying, like, you can't get mad every time somebody that's not our, one of our top four bullpen arms. I can when one of the one in. of the arms that can replace him is now currently in Scranton or wherever the fuck he is. That that well, bothers that I me. Agree with. That a guy who it has nine me... innings pitched this year, no but... runs, probably like one hit or whatever it is, is not on the team because then he takes Nelson's spot or Krisky or Licky, and that but, I know they but like the lefty Krisky, Licky, but... Licky, and they were all still in the bull. So like, Krisky, I don't think should be up either. I think. Obviously, Mike King should be up instead of him. That I will completely agree with you on. But like, where's Justin to Wilson? bring in when you're down three nothing? Like, bring in the guy that can take a couple of innings, like the the cesses of the world. Uh, well, like I'm okay. I guess I'm okay. Two one. That's different. But but why? My problem with it is I don't think that Nick Nelson doesn't have a role on this team. Nick Nelson 100% has a role on this team, but it's not as the high leverage guy in a close game with the bases loaded. Yep. Wait, he he was first out of He the has zero experience doing that until he got to the big leagues. How is that your testing ground for it? Why not? No, Sessa I agree first. with that. Se- that would make so that. much I'm just sense. Saying that- if Sessa was first out of the pen. I wish Sessa that was. I agree. I 100% I agree with that. you. All right, we're Dude, rambling about You're this. crazy for that. No, you're crazy <laughs> for that. Okay. You got to well, stop shitting on Sessa. Let's move on. We got a couple of injury updates. So, Zach Britton is expected to be back in late May. That's nice. That's that could solve our issue here. That's one guy who bumps one of those guys out. Snaps for him. Voigt is was originally expected to be back in mid-May, but we get an update recently that says two weeks, so doing really well. Uh, we'll be in Scranton next week to get take BP and then eventually get into games. Voight may be available to return in two weeks. I have a gripe with that. So, one, I don't believe Boone because Boone is the one who said it. Two, Boone translator, how how long do you think that actually is going to be? Uh, it's going to be about four or five weeks. Okay. So, we can expect him for a little <laughs> bit after the – well, way after the Astro, the Astro series. So, I mean, listen, What if he does come back in two weeks, great. But I don't expect that. And my question to you guys about that is, do you think they're rushing him if it, they, he does come back in two weeks because we're losing games? Or do you think he was actually – because they said mid-May at first. So, you know, I'm a little worried about that. Well, I don't know. I The one thing the Yankees have not ever done is rush somebody back from an injury. So I think that the fact that they actually say two weeks. I haven't lost like this before, though. What? We haven't lost like this before. So maybe they're like, we need him that bad. Yeah, I don't know. You know? I, I, I don't think they really think that way. We had way. the luxury of not rushing him ba- people back because we used to win games. I don't think they think that way, though. I think that they're you know taking. I, mean, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that like the general managers of the New York Yankees are thinking that way. I hope so. I, I think that if there's a timeline and they. Like, here's the thing. The difference between. A Luke Voigt injury, and then what they said about um, Severino when they gave like, oh yeah, he can come back between June, uh, July, summertime. June, July, or August. He can it's come back summertime. any any one of those months. Like, what the fuck does that mean? That means he's never coming back. But the fact that he said two <laughs> I'm not weeks, him to play. he's not playing. But when but when he said two weeks and he's taking batting practice, that like I feel like when they actually give a time frame like that, and that's pretty soon. I'm I feel. A little more confident that it actually might be two weeks, and he actually come, can be coming back soon. Well, it times up with that actual injury and the recovery time for it. Like in my extensive knowledge of being a doctor, which is zero, I have like, I mean, he had surgery what the last week of May, first week of April. 
from my understanding and Google, like the typical recovery time of that's like three to six weeks. So if that's even remotely true, he should be on track for at least light stuff and then being back relatively soon. Yeah. So, I mean, it, time, it times up and Luke Boyd's a beast. So Checks out. Math checks out. Yeah. I, you know, my hangover Alan at the table counting cards math. It, I, I believe he'll be back in May. So we got a... Uh... Kind of talked about a lot. I had a, I had a rounding third, but I think that rounding third is kind of a rounding third was written before this game happened, and I was potentially toying with the idea of benching Glaber because of that charade he played. Oh, not, I'm gonna throw your ass out. So not hard. digging that. Not digging that play. That uh, swinging bunt. But I am not gonna do that. I'm happy, and Glaber's my favorite player on the Yankees, so I didn't. It hurt me to even write that word down on this piece of paper, but. You know, I just wanted to address that real quick. I won't even do a rounding third about it. I just, I am very not happy that he didn't dig it out because at the at that point you're not playing well. You're young. You're look. There's one thing that you can control. You know, you don't know if you dig that ball out. They they could throw that away. You get on second. You might get to third depending on where it goes. You know, nothing. You never know what can happen. So you got to keep everything that in, under in your control. I'm just pissed because you never know. That ball gets away. He's on third. We win the game. I don't know. We got to run. Yep. If you're not hitting well, at least do what you can control and sprint your ass off out of the box. Framil Reyes got a triple today because he hustled. He's yep. he's never got a triple in his life before. So that's the contrast here. So Murphy is muted. Chandler, what's going on? With Glaber? I just, no, I mean, I'm throw glad. my ass out. Oh yeah, well that was for bench again. But I mean, whatever Boone, whatever Boone said to him today, clearly, uh, clearly worked. I mean, he went three for five. He actually was sprinting. I saw him he had, like I think he had a pop up in one of his, his second at bat or something right behind first base, and he actually ran it out. He was almost a second, so I was excited to see that. I don't know. I, I think it's just kind of the whole team. But for me, you can't bench him just because he's one of the key pieces that you need to get going like a clint and stuff like that you can bench here and there just because they're that's who they are this is supposed to be one of your superstars he's supposed to be one of your core guys like yeah i i think the not hustling is bullshit and i think if it was a trend you absolutely bench him but at the one in the moment frustration you have a talk with the guy if he you know owns up to it and then comes out on a night like this and you know puts it together Okay, that, but I mean, this is a guy that you absolutely 100% have to get going. So yep. I'm okay it. with leaving him Need in. it. What do you think Boone said to him? <sighs> I, I Honestly, would, I nothing. Have something for that. <laughs> I, I uh, was thinking that he would give him, like, the remember the Titans, how many feet are in a mile, give him the football, make him run it, you're killing me, PD type <laughs> thing. That's what I had in mind. Like, once he – obviously before that, I thought he, like, gave him some bullshit that didn't matter and he was still going to suck. But after he had – what three hits today yeah, then three hits, i'm assuming yeah. it was that kind of thing nah, it was definitely like a miracle like, hey why you play college hockey <laughs> no that's well i mean that yeah or we take or like, test, uh, take, i'll take your fucking test no you want to be a hockey player i want to be a hockey player <laughs> i was put ready to come on here clothes, put your street clothes on i got no time for quitters yeah that, that was Sorry, definitely was every was more like single that. line from that movie yeah. every single line from that movie test me i'm not gonna test you <laughs> i was ready to come on here and and do the Mickey Mouse impression again. I think I'm going to do that as a recurring thing. I'm not going to do it this time because it worked, but 
You don't have when, to do that. Whenever, <laughs> all right, whatever, whatever. I'm just saying, whenever Boone says, I, I don't like that he says, you know, I'll, I'll leave that in, in between the walls between me and him. Like, yeah. Oh, I disagree. He, he, I like that. I don't care. In I that mean, moment, I guess. I, don't know. I mean, I no, I like that. Genuinely, I think that it's he like saying that makes it seem a lot more serious than it probably actually was. Exactly. But, yeah. I think it was like, hey, I can't probably, like, have you just doing fucking that. run. You know, he's we're like, losing. I'm about to lose my job if you keep pulling shit like that. Like, realistically, do you want to... realistically, he probably said exactly what we just talked about. You're a superstar on this team. Fucking act like it and run the ball and hit the ball. Run the ball. Yeah. And then he's not he was too like, young anymore. Yeah, like, run the ball. Yeah. He's, he's obviously he's not a vet, but like he's at the age in his career where like Boone's not like oh he's the young guy just like taking up, up old habits. Like he's been in the league long enough where like you can treat him like the superstar that he could be. Yeah, he's not a I won't kid. call him a superstar yet, but like, yeah, like, you know, if it's his first second, if he's 22 years old, then maybe you treat it differently. But like, he's, you know, been in the league long enough. Did you guys see his Insta story? I didn't yeah. know. I saw it on the it's kind of weird. Thing. He said, uh, uh, he had a black Insta story, just like about a black screen. And the quote, the, the thing at the bottom was many voices around nothing positive exclamation point. I didn't, I meant to scream that to show emphasis. The circle keeps closing. Only positive things, you know. Maybe we'd be positive if you uh, showed a little more hustle than, you know, a beer league softball player. That's just that's just me. Hot but on the beer I league. I think we gotta rely on the vets to get yeah, out. I just this. had a game, so. Hey, I know. We did get smoked. We've got a couple of seasoned veterans on this game, that. and that's who we have to rely on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's hard to say we're still in a slump. Like we won today, and it was actually a good win, but. We're, we're definitely still have, in a slump. We, we need to win yeah. two, three, four more games until we can we, say, like, Today was like, a small step. The like, there, it's of st- the world. It the still wasn't pretty. Like, we had, nine, we had nine walks and it's 11 hits. impressive. It's scored. You guys, but... every time, you guys just... You guys take a break, and then you talk simultaneously. So you guys are on the same wavelength. I'm going to get you guys little buzzers and a little hand. You can, you can <laughs> do that. We could do that. Hold up when you want to talk. Oh, but... What I was going to say is that, like, we don't have a ton of, like, seasoned, seasoned vets, but, like, it's going to be, like, the people oh, who have gosh, been there. Okay. The stands of the world. No, he's he our was savior. in the minors. 13 years. The stands of the world. The uh, the the Coles of the world. <laughs> the Kluvers of the world. Like, though, we don't have a ton of those guys. So, like, when you're in a slump like this, I mean, think no, about Brett Carter was given to them. Gordy, sorry. Thank he you. was That's yelling was at everybody about. in the dugout today. As hey, after he made that error in left field. He went in there. He was—I don't know what he was saying. He was yelling, making hand gestures, whatever. You know, we've been—we've been calling for a thing. We should just use reuse all of the things from years past to see which one sparks us. Like, I need, you know, Glaber to be on second base with thumb down. I need, you know, what did they I do? They did the four. four. They did the four. I need Voigt to be on first base with the four showing up. I need Gardner to bang the dugout. I need Boone to get ejected. He needs to get ejected. I know he's got the heart. Way too early. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna get ejected in the Astros series. I hope that's when. That's where the time. That's where the stars would align. Think about like a little like you know say so we had seven games against these the, guys uh, cheated. Where's the camera? <laughs> so say we win like that's five or six out of our next seven. <laughs> Uh, after the Indian series, hopefully we pick up those two too. But like, say we're on, you know, five out of our last seven, we go into Houston, some bullshit happens where we could pull out the first game and, uh, he comes out and just does something crazy. I could see that. I, I really, I said, I know I said at the beginning of this episode, I really believe it. I think that right now, right now, I guess we, today's a step. 
We're not out of the woods yet, but today's a nice step in that direction. Let's. I. This is wishful thinking, but we should be able. We, on paper, you told me this stretch of games before the season started, before any of this nonsense went down, we just can't hit the ball. Indians who don't have Lindor and they're not they're not who they were. They don't have Bauer. They don't have everybody. We didn't have to face Bieber. We don't have. Well, we do have to face Bieber. Well, we we didn't yet. Well, we're going to. So <laughs> I meant the stretch of games. So shut up. So oh, we have faced the Indians, uh, not great Indians. That they we could take care of business. We should be able to win that series at least two to one. You move on. Should sweep the Orioles in a four game set. And if we don't, I'm upset. Maybe not so much. You know likely not as likely to sweep right now but it'd still be nice and i still expect it because we're the yankees they're the orioles then you got the tigers who are also shit so you know i think coming out of that and then that if we let's say it's nine games if we go seven and two in that stretch and then we go seven and two coming into the astros series i truly believe that's the point we can mark our calendars where this this ship gets turned around and I really believe that. I really do. So I'm, I'm with you to a big extent. Like, I think that also, let's not discredit the fact that the Astros aren't that great right now. Like, they're yeah, struggling they too. They've had some guys on the Actually, IL with the COVID thing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not doing great either. So I don't know what their next week is until we face each other, but it kind of seems like this little perfect storm's brewing. And uh, obviously, a week from now, we could be looking at it a different way, but right now it seems like the Astros series is going to set the tone for the rest of the year. It's is this team actually bad or is this the kind of team that's going to bounce back and do something like crazy and historic? Like, I don't know. You, you've seen it. Like, didn't the, uh, the A's, right. They started really, really bad. I'm pretty sure they were 0 and 6, 0 and 6 at yeah. some point. And then they're on, I don't know if they played 11, today, I think. but they won 10 straight after that. So like, yeah, so 11. say we get hot. 11 straight, great. So let's, say let's we get, get hot. Say we go and beat the shit out of Houston, and then we go on and we play a struggling Nationals team, which obviously by then it could change too. But, like, there's the potential for some serious momentum to build up. And I think it starts with that Astros series as long as we can take care of business until then. I think tomorrow is crucial because today – I mean, every day is crucial when you're playing like shit. But <clears throat> today still wasn't pretty, but they were able to actually put runs on the board and get a little bit of confidence. I mean, we had nine walks, 11 hits, and scored six runs. That's not, like, good. But you know what? Like I said, taking the positive out of it, that's got to give you some sort of, like, a sigh of relief. Like, holy shit, okay, we can come back and win a game. We can score more than three. Like – Maybe tomorrow is the day that they realize, hey, we can do we can do this. That's we did it I yesterday. Mean, I think tomorrow is big because if you win tomorrow, it starts to become a winning streak. Like you got, you right. got two. <laughs> well, actually, we have Bieber versus Cole caught, on Saturday. Caught, yeah, Saturday. We caught shit on that on on uh, the interwebs that the streak is the third game. So oh, you win you win tomorrow, then the next day back is back. a winning streak. Okay, whatever. Consistent wins. It's two consistent wins. Now, listen, I, I honestly, to play devil's advocate here, so everything that I said, that being said, if we don't take advantage of this stretch of games, the next two against the Indians, the next four against the Orioles, the next three against Detroit, and then that series seems like it's like, you know, the climax of this this bounce back. If we do not take advantage of that, then I think we're in some bad, bad territory. 
We're if, we, if we if we shit. lose those games, meaning, you know, below five hundred in those games, or even five hundred in those games, we're we're in a in a bad spot. Then we move the panic meter to officially let's go Knicks. Because yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but the we played a series early against the Orioles in 2019 that kind of turned this. I think they started like nine and eleven or something, and yeah, then we, we played the Orioles. Yeah, played the Orioles, swept them, and then Savages in the box season. Whatever. Um, Paul O'Neill said this today on the broadcast. I he said, this is the perfect time for Gleyber Torres to get hot because guess who we're playing? Guess who we're playing next? We're playing the goddamn Orioles. Guess where, guess where we're playing? We're playing at Camden Yards. And who loves Camden Yards? We're in Gleyber Torres. Not a lot of people. Gary also loves Camden Yards. Maybe Cal Ripken. I don't, I don't Do you want to go to that series? I'd love to. I've never been to Camden Yards. You guys, Gorgeous. What are you guys doing? It's goddamn gorgeous. When I got that? finals week, man. Can you imagine? Oh, God. Yeah, What's can the... you imagine? Oh, oh my take God. Your test, I'll take I can't your believe you're test, still in right? college. As if you weren't in college last year and two years ago. Like, fuck off. <laughs> it's been a long two years, Murph. All right? <laughs> if, you gave, if you gave me any test ever, I yeah, would. You say, I will oh, fail could you, you say, matured. oh, wow, my job sucks. Oh, wow. Couldn't imagine being in college. No, I wish I was still in college. College was cool. I would, I would hate to be back in college. All right. Pick one. Did you want to do your rounding third? Or do you want to save it? Um, I, oh, I actually, actually had one. It's actually, mine's actually pretty relevant, but I think we all agree on it now that our conversation had about the lineup. But mine was going to be that um, this series and next series, so next seven games, so the Cleveland, rest of the Cleveland series and the Orioles series, I said Mike Talkman was going to get at least three starts. Agreed. Safe. What's yours, Mark? I can see that. We don't. I, we shouldn't talk about it because we talked about Heggie a lot, but my rounding third anyway. was that. <laughs> no, well, we don't have to go in depth on it. But we shouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> let Heggie start the rest of the weekend. Safe, safe, Gary DH. But uh, yeah, Gary DH, I'm fine with. I don't care if Gary or Stan's DHing. Either way, I think let ride the hot bat, and then he kind of reveals himself. What? Let Gary way. also fully heal. Like he's he's hurt. Even if he's hurt a little bit, I mean, it's Gary Sanchez. You know, if he's hurt a little bit, one bad thing can turn into a six month injury. So if he's even remotely swollen, in pain, whatever, fuck it, I'm cool with it. I didn't even I, consider that, but it definitely is another reason. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you're safe, but I think the only plain devil's advocate, the only thing is that that would be third day in a row that Higgy's catching, and the third day would be Cole pitching, and you you kind of want him to be fresh on a cold day but what do, you, what do you mean by fresh on a cold day like as if well, he's not going to catch as well as third day catching i don't know i think that it, it might be a lot he's never really and when's the last time higgy's count caught three games in a row i don't know you i mean he's a better defensive catcher than gary is oh, i'm sure i'm not again run. i'm i agree with you i'm, just, I'm played playing for 12 years he's fresh and ready to rock i'm playing devil's advocate <laughs> for just no that, talking, that's talking purposes you know you want you want you want gary cole to be pitching to the best and I think he'll be great, but you, you know what happens. So. He's literally in the minors. I think for he's 12 catching years. Saturday. He's catching Saturday either way. I think, but like I think you leave him in there tomorrow, see what he can do. If he gets a hit or you know a couple of hits, and it's, he's just hot, then you leave him in, and then great. And then if not, then you you know your options are a little easier after make his way the whole day going on. There, there's no doubt that he is again. He is the hottest, if not one of the hottest bats. So why why say I would uh, he's the hottest. He's like exceeding expectations more than anybody is, so I would say he's the hottest. 
my thing, Agreed. you know that Luke test that I've always talked about? Yep. He is scoring pretty fucking high on the Luke test right now. And I, it's I'd good. like to see. There's no rhyme or reason for this test. And basically what it is, it's just a confidence test. I just call it the Luke test. But how do I feel when this guy's up at the plate? Right now, I, I am most confident in Higgy. I don't know. I mean, it's obvious. There's no. It's not. I don't know. It's obvious because he's the only guy on the team hitting yeah. over like two seven. No, but it's just you know what it is. Know. It's the way he can. He has the at bat and he controls the count. He looks like he's the one that's in charge in the at bat, and that is not the case with so many people. He's he's aggressive. He'll swing first pitch if he has to. It's. I could be just spewing here. I don't know if he's swung at any first pitches, but it's just he looks like he's taking advantage when he steps in the box. He wants to be there. So I mean, no, I, agree. I have the most I confidence he, in him. He Guardy's swings hard and there. actually makes contact. Like I feel like all the all of our other heavy hitters right now that swing out of their shoes are just way off. He when he swings hard, he he takes a fucking hack. Hack. He, he, he's actually making contact right now. So he's listen, Gary's like a starting nice. catcher, of course, but we need wins. For and now, he's hot. So let him go. You can, Gary can still hit. You're not. If he was less of a defensive catcher than Gary is, this would be a different conversation. But he is, I would argue, a significantly better defensive catcher, and he's also hitting the best on the team. It seems like a no-brainer, obviously. You know, whatever. But can we go I, if I see him gripe? in the lineup tomorrow, I'm going to be too happy. Agreed. I have, a, I have a small gripe before we gripe yeah, alert. wrap things up. We should make a little we should make gripe a alert. Yeah, gripe yeah. Alert. Make a sound for the gripe. Definitely. You want to know what drives me batshit crazy? Really what? grinds my gears what is watching Gary Sanchez try and frame a pitch. Why does he have like a seizure? Oh. No, I agree, but also like, you know, I'll wait. It's, I'll wait for I'll put this till the end. Somebody else talk. It's literally <laughs> 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 he said, "I'll put this till the end." I don't know. Nah, that was. It was oh, funny. I thought it was I said funny. I. He laughed. That was funny. It was funny. Good job. Murph, what was that? Maybe a six. Yeah, I was, what? I, I was gonna say a six too. The time I mean, it was the, okay. The timing was good, but I think the content, the context was lesser. I, timing I was definitely good. I'll get it. I reached a little bit. You reached a little, the, the timing was great. The timing but was good. I'll the context was a little off. Damn, I'll get better next time. What's my high score? I got a ten. The once, quicker, right? the better. You got a ten in theory. Ah, there, you missed it. That was oh a layup. God, I, that was a layup. I laid you up <laughs> on purpose and you blew that. it. I don't want. I don't want. Oh pity. my god. I don't want a pity. It wasn't pity. It was. I was. Oh, it was no, Murph. You were looking right. You were like. You said it. You were like. You said it wasn't pity. I said, "Oh, the quicker the better." Okay. All right. It's about the time we're getting to the nonsense part. This is a longer one. This is an hour and eighteen minutes long. If you made it to this point, I'm not gonna lie. When we started recording, I was like kind of tired like didn't wasn't feeling that great and i you feel fun. good now I feel like this is a good episode oh, yeah no this woke guys. me up a bit a win helps i think a lot. yeah winning will solve it definitely helps definitely helps so if you made it this far you guys are the best we love you guys hey let's get a little winning streak you win tomorrow the next day is a winning streak if you did like the show we would appreciate it if you give us a five star rating on itunes just would like it it's it's cool it helps us out it helps us make more shows we like reading them. If you want to write something, we'll read it on the next podcast. Uh, if you are an audio-only person, all the shows are live on Periscope, on Twitter, and on YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube page, Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page. That's where they will be at. Yeah. I would, I'm, Let's go Yanks. I got go Yanks. weird amount of confidence. Weird. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you.
الصحيه 